Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kens 5 out in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, the Spurs played the Phoenix Suns yesterday. Hopefully you're celebrating a win. Why well, I'm thinking this because this is recorded before last night's game versus Phoenix. But what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to be discussing Doug McDermott. It's been a few games already as a member of the San Antonio Spurs. And is he panning out to be the acquisition that many thought he would be for this team? And then catch you up with some news and notes that you may have missed. Do that and more. I'm joined by Joe Garcia. He's with Two Shots Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast, who's also very, very, very upset at the uh, new Ghostbusters movie. Joe, don't, don't give any spoilers out. Let's just say you were not uh, that much of a fan of it. Look, the movie was fun. You know, it pulls up <laughs> the heartstrings. It's, it's a fun movie. It's enjoyable. The only thing I didn't like, it recycles too much from the first film to really move the fa- franchise forward. I get yeah. that it's trying to establish itself as a, a new, you know, entry into the franchise, but it just borrows mm-hmm. too much. To re- it's too much of a recycled job. And you know what I mean. Yeah. Yes, I do. So, uh, see, not only that on Lockdown Spurs, you get Spurs uh, talk and you also get some movie reviews, courtesy of Joe Garcia. <laughs> so, <clears throat> just speaking of reviews, Let's go ahead and uh, review what we've seen so far out of the newest member of the Spurs, Doug McDermott. Hey, he was signed over the offseason. Big reason is because he can knock down the threes, and the Spurs needed help in that department. And so far, I remember, again, at least through 15 games, not including the Phoenix game, was recorded before Spurs-Phoenix. In my opinion, Joe, it's kind of been, eh, I guess, you know, doesn't really move the needles, not giving the Spurs any extra wins. Uh, the Spurs are still getting blown out. Um, it just seems to be that eh, Doug McDermott really hasn't lived up to maybe the expectations. Your thoughts, Joe? I don't even think it's that. I just don't think they're utilizing him correctly. I mean, mm. you're looking to see what he did with Indiana. He played uh, was it small forward at one at one point in time. Then mm. they switched him over to the power forward position uh, in the 2019-2020 season. And he stayed at that power forward. Comes to the Spurs, they still keep him at that power forward position. But I just don't think they're utilizing him correctly. You know, and unfortunately mm-hmm. for Doug, he is a vet, but it, it's the utilization. You know, how are you going to mm-hmm. use him? I just don't think that they've kind of figured that out yet. And unfortunately for Doug, it makes him look like, yeah, he's not doing all that great. But let's face it, the Spurs as a team, they're not doing all that great either. So it's yeah. just uh, fault. It's everybody's fault. <laughs> well, he's averaging 10 points a uh, game, 2.2 rebounds, 1.2 assists. Why he came here for three-point shooting. Let's look at that. He's shooting 43% from the three-line. He's taking about five shots a game from the three-line. He's making about two. Uh, so at least he, he'll give you two. But, you know, Joe, I, 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 I expect a little bit more out of him. I did. I thought he'd be giving you at least – 15 upwards of 18 points a game off the bench. Maybe it is a little little bit of the utilization, uh, but you know, you you look at what he's done in his uh, career, you know, not too bad numbers. You mentioned his uh, time with Indiana last season, Indiana close to 14 points per game. You're looking at uh, 3.3 shooting. He shot 39% uh, from the three line in the Indiana last year, Joe, did you think that he, you're, when McDermott was signed that he was going to be a big key for the Spurs this season or just another player? I thought he would be a, a solid addition as far as a role player. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again, utilization, how they're going to go ahead and use him, I just don't think it plays to a lot of his strengths. I just think he's being thrown out there, given a role to fill, but it's not conducive to him really showcasing what he can do with this Spurs squad because they're so young and inexperienced. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, he's he's trying to do the best he can with what he's got thrown at him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's he can shoot the ball well, Jeff. I mean, he's a good free throw shooter. The The issue is he's not getting to the line a ton, you know? Mm-hmm. So his free throw shooting percentage has come down. And when you compare it to last year's free throw shooting percentage that he had when he was playing with Indiana, he was averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of 0.816. Mm-hmm. With the Spurs this season, it's 0.667. But again, that goes back to him not getting to the free throw line a ton, you know, and his three point shooting percentage too, Jeff, it's not that bad. It's, it's been a, a little bit better than when he was playing with Indiana last season, last season, he was at 3.388 this season. Mm-hmm. He's at 0.439 with the San Antonio Spurs. So he can shoot the ball, you know, okay. From beyond the arc, but again, how are they really using him out there? You know, that's the big, no. Question mark. Yeah, you know it's funny. Sometimes I forget he's on the team. You know, I forget. You know, because <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, in the fourth quarter, Jeff. Well, yeah, I mean, interesting enough, huh, Joe? Isn't that very interesting? Never in that fourth quarter, uh huh, Pop. But you know, again, you know, he's coming here to address the three point shot. And well, what did you know, it, Joe? Who is near the dead bottom of the NBA in three point makes? That'd be the San Antonio Spurs. Who would be near the dead bottom? 29th in the league in three-point attempts. That'd be the San Antonio Spurs. Joe, it seems the Spurs are still having the same issues from the three-line, even with McDermott as they did last year. Now this year, Joe. Yeah, I mean, again, utilization, you know. Uh, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're taking three-point shots, but instead of setting up your, your better three-point shooters, you're still deferring and, you know, you're wanting some of your other players to, to produce from beyond the arc. And that's not conducive to to you getting a ton of makes from mm-hmm. you know three point from the three point line, as we've seen that the Spurs have struggled. You know, even though they did practice, and we saw a lot of the videos, Jeff, before the season even started, players making a big how to do about how they're working on their game. They look great in the gym, shooting from beyond the arc. Unfortunately, that does not translate into real and a real NBA scenario this season. Mm-hmm. This. And they've been, again, abysmal from beyond the arc. So another head scratcher, so to speak, Jeff, of why aren't you utilizing your better three-point shooters Right, and you're deferring to some of the other players who aren't doing, you know, that great of a job? Yeah, let's, t- let's take a look at some of the numbers now, dive deeper into this. Uh, as of this recording, the Spurs are the 30th team out of 30 teams in three-point makes, Joe. They only average about 10.1 makes a game. Not going to cut it in the league, Joe. But they have a, a lot of open looks, Jeff. Okay, well, let's continue with that thought then. <laughs> Who's coming in at a 29th in the league? 29th, Joe, in just attempts. Second mm. to the worst team, which is the Chicago Bulls, San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. They're, only a t- they're only taking about 29. That can't happen. That needs to be a lot higher than 29 uh, attempts. And you're, you're seeing them, you know, try to take them, but they're just simply not falling. This is where I, th- I thought Doug McDermott would come in, at least be, you know, willing to take it uh, and, and take volume shots from the three line. You know, and w- also, what about Bryn Forbes? 
mean, again, another guy they wanted to bring into just three point shooting. And so far, nothing. Maybe that's a, that's a show for another day, Joe. Let's stick with Doug McDermott, though. Uh, three point percentage. Let's look at that. Uh, the Spurs are, well, they're a little better. Uh, they make about 34% of their shots, 35% of the shot, kind of in the middle of the pack in the league. Still not good enough. And Joe, sometimes you see some of these losses this season attributed to the Spurs not making threes, Joe. Unfortunately, yeah, you do see that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you should just play to your strong suits. You know, if you're not making a, mm-hmm. a ton of threes and you're not, you know, putting up a ton of threes, as you had stated, they're kind of bottom of the, the league in that department. Just take a ton of twos, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with, with just shooting that mid-range jumper, you know. Have that going for you. I mean, unfortunately, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, mm-hmm. and you're clearly outgunned, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're up against it, and I think that's going to probably be the, the scenario and then how it's going to play out from this point on, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There's just really no easy fix. You get a, a ton of wide-open looks, Jeff, but the problem is, they just don't fall for them. You know, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. The only thing you can do is keep on shooting. And and as we see, sometimes the Spurs are going to go ahead and put on a, perfor- a performance from beyond the arc where they look, wow, look at that. They made all these threes, but it, it's not consistent. You know, mm-hmm. that's what they need to work on. They need to work on the consistency. And at the end of the day, you just got to keep shooting. Hopefully they fall sooner rather than later. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Hey, Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Hey, look, it's shop, it, you know, Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from startup to full scale to first scale, reaching online customers and across social media networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integration and apps like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and more. Hey, go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now, all lowercase, for a free, free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. You know, again, with the idea of the team trying to address the three-point shooting in the offseason, and a big reason why McDermott is wearing silver and black um, is because, you know, a lot of their percentage of points did not come from the three-line last season. Now, this season, Joe, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. The percentage of points that are just generated from the three-point shot, Joe, 28.4% of their uh, scoring comes from the three-line. Joe, that's dead last in the league. They're the worst team in that department as well. And again, it is a three-shot league. Pop has admitted it. You know it. I know it. Everybody listening knows it right now. Spurs are not getting it done. Um, but do you think McDermott will get in a groove in that department as the season goes on? I bring it up, Joe, because he did sustain an injury early in the season. Perhaps that's still bothering him, Joe. It could be. I mean, I believe he had a knee injury. 
early on in the season and kind of sidelined him for a couple of games. Then he came back, was it against the Dallas Mavericks? But, you know, I mean, it, it takes some time for for anybody to get used to the, the Spurs system. I mean, he's coming from Indiana, which is going to run a different offense than the San Antonio Spurs. So I think I still think at this point in time, he's just trying to find his footing, trying to find his his way here with the team uh, as the season, you know, will go ahead and unfold. Hopefully he he goes and produces a little bit better. But I think it's still kind of early in the season and he's still, you know, trying to find his footing, so to speak. Yeah, his best game this season came early in the season against Milwaukee uh, out in, out in uh, their territory. But the Spurs um, just got blasted that, that day, I think 121 or 111. That was actually at home, excuse me. Uh, that's where he had, I believe he had 25 points. He shot seven from 11 from the three line that night. Uh, but after that, uh, it's really has it's really been touch and go. Look at the last four games in the Spurs losing streak. You know, he went one for five against Minnesota. He went one for four against the Clippers, two for five against the Lakers. One of his better games against the, the Mavericks, where he went four for uh, five. But Joe, so far, it, it, to me, it's just like, I just, I think I, I think me personally, I expected more out of him. I really thought that perhaps some more plays would be generated for him to get the three shot falling, to create the space for the slashers. Your DeMar, De, I'm sorry, DeMar DeRozan, your DeJounte Murray's, Keldon Johnson's. Uh, those kind of players. And look, Keldon has been playing you know, K. I think he's kind of been subpar this year. But DeJounte has been playing great. I thought he would really benefit from that four spacing that McDermott gives you, Joe. Is it too soon, Joe, to say that the McDermott experiment has kind of been a little bit of a bust? Because the season's just begun. Yeah, it's too early, Jeff. I mean, the season just started and the Spurs have shown us that they're just not a very good team. I mean, we need to see what they can do, let's say, by the end of December. You know, mm-hmm. let's see what they, what this team really looks like. And with the schedule ahead of them, Jeff, um, I'm not expecting much. But let's see what, what Doug Mc, Dougie McBuckets, Doug McDermott, and the San Antonio Spurs look as a whole. To me, by the All-Star break, that's really a gauge that you want to see what's 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 the, the identity of this team. I think mm-hmm. we're still... We still have a lot of question marks out there, Jeff. Yeah, I think they are. And McDermott, hopefully he gets better as the um, season moves on. Joe, he's been he's shot eight for 19 from the three line in the uh, Spurs uh, four game losing streak heading into the game versus Phoenix. That, that I mean, I mean, that's just got that's just got to improve just a little bit better as, uh, you know, he was brought on for that reason. And look. You mentioned utilization. That's a factor. I mentioned the injury. That's a factor. Perhaps that's still lingering around. He's not 100% yet. Who knows? But it's just when you look at the Spurs' desperate need for three-point shooting, I thought it'd just be a little better. Now, you dig a little deeper, and McDermott, where he ranks at his uh, position, that being that small forward uh, spot. Now, he is one of the better three-point shooting percentage-wise among NBA small forwards in the third percentile. But he kind of dropped off the t- uh, top 10 and makes finishing at 12th as we speak. So I need to see that a bit of an improvement of him uh, as the season goes down. Joe, what is your early grade for McDermott? Uh, being honest, man, I just I'm going to have to give him a C minus, man. I, mm-hmm. I expect a little bit more out of a, a veteran player such as Doug McDermott. And and let's face it, I mean. 
he's played with several other teams besides the Indiana Pacers. He's played mm-hmm. with the Chicago Bulls. I believe he played with the Toronto Raptors and New York Knicks, Dallas. I mean, he's well-traveled. I, I expect a little bit more out of him, you know? All right. There you have it. Uh, we were talking with Joe Garcia with Two Shots Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast right now. Joe, before I catch you up with some news and notes, we'll start to talk about the big fight that broke out at the Palace. <laughs> I'm sorry, not the Palace. Well, out in Detroit, you saw uh, Beef Stew, Patrick Stewart, Isaiah Stewart, excuse me, uh, kind of go after uh, LeBron James after LeBron accidentally, quote unquote, hit Stewart on the free throw line as they were going up for the rebound. Joe, I saw the video. It looks like LeBron cocked back and swung. It, it kind of did, Jeff. And I mean, wasn't the wasn't the guy bleeding? You yeah, know, I mean, I mean, bad. Come on, man. It's like it wasn't just a love tap. I mean, if you're drawing blood, it was purposeful. It, you you did something with intent, and it looked even worse when they go ahead and slow things down, and you really get to see what was happening. And you understand, you understood why he was so upset, even so much so that he he kind of went after him and he didn't care who was in front of him. He was going to go <laughs> and try to get his revenge on LeBron, you know, because I mean, somebody hits you and draws blood. I mean, if you're in the street rules, I mean, there's no blood, no foul. Right. But if they yep, draw yep. blood, it's a free for all, you know, yep, street yep. justice. And, you know, and I don't think LeBron was ready for all that smoke, you know. Do you, do you think uh, the Cowboys could use uh, Stewart as a fullback? He was oh. breaking through those lines, man. Cowboys could use could use Jesus at this point, man. They are looking horrid, Jeff, over the last two games that they've been <laughs> I mean, they look good against a bad team in, in, in Atlanta. And then you go and play a better team as the Chiefs. And, I mean, it just – it was painful. I mean – Thank God that the kicker was able to make those field goals because it could have been easily, you know, 19 to zero, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what the league does to uh, LeBron James and Stewart. I mean, LeBron just, I mean, he hit him. I mean, you see the video on the free throw line. He swung and he cut his eye. And Stewart didn't want any of that. The thing about it, it's like you look at the video and the moment Stewart realized he was bleeding is what he just went berserk. I mean, mm-hmm. just like act, acting like he was uh, cool, calm, collected, then broke free and then try to go at him. I wouldn't imagine if, if what I mean, if Stewart really got to James, then what was he going to do? Tackle him? I mean, the you know, what swing on him? I just don't know. Don't know. But yeah. And it was scary because it would be in Detroit where the malice of the palace <laughs> happened years ago. But imagine if that would have happened again. The refs, I mean, come on. The guys, he, they drew blood. I mean, what are they going to do to LeBron? I mean, at, at this point, I mean, it's up to the league, but I mean, you would want to really look at that video and maybe consider a suspension or something. You I think know? he's going to get suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Stewart for sure is getting suspended. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. There is no <laughs> doubt about that. Yeah. That, that, Probably that's a three, game, three game suspension, yeah. you know? Absolutely. All right, Joe, let's catch you up on some Spurs news and notes before we put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. And, uh, Let's start off with some Coyote talk. The Spurs Coyote was voted among the worst mascots in the NBA in a fan poll conducted out in Arizona. You can figure that out, Joe. Uh, 
Like I already came in near uh, the bottom, only finishing ahead of the Mavericks mascot, Joe. The Spurs Coyote among the worst mascots in the league, I, I, I beg to differ. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business. It's a business scam to get you out of your money. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions. You don't need one or somebody forgot about it. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Hey, look, I love using Truebill. They save me so much money. I use Truebill and you should too. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Hey, don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Once again, that's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure endless lines? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I, I think this is just a clickbait article, Jeff. I mean, who really starts all this stuff, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're comparing articles. I mean, the Coyote just finished winning mascot of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, what was it, like a season or two ago? Yeah, voted so, by his peers. His peers yeah. voted him in, yeah. Exactly. So this is just... To me, it just seems like somebody with a lot of time, not a lot of stories <laughs> going around. So you know what? Let's start a fan poll of these mascots and let's go ahead and just send out the press release to everybody. And we're going to go ahead and single out the coyote and say, oh, he was voted as the worst mascot. I mean, well, was, uh, well of course, it's based in Arizona. And I was going to say based yeah. out of Arizona. We all know how Phoenix Suns feel about the San Antonio Spurs. Yep. They, they have a lot of conspiracy theories. Going way back when to when Robert Ori hip checked Steve mm-hmm. Nash, you know they they don't they don't like us very much over there. So if you're running a poll out of Arizona, what did you expect? You know exactly. In other Spurs news, uh, the Iceman himself, George Gervin, he is going to get a documentary featuring his life uh, off the court, on the court, his basketball career will be spotlighted. Uh, brought to you by the same, um, I believe, the producers. The uh, Michael Jordan um, documentary, the um, what was that one called? Last Dance. Um, it's it's still untitled. There is no release date yet. But Joe, the life and times of Iceman is coming coming very soon. I think a lot of sports fans are going to be looking forward to this. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, I mean, you want to be able to see what was transpiring. You know, behind the mm-hmm. scenes and getting all these little tidbits of information that. Are going to be new to a lot of fans you know we a lot of spurs fans are familiar with you know george gervin 
And I believe a lot of other NBA fans might know about him. But mm-hmm. when you have a documentary to really showcase what was going on during this era, I think there, it's going to open up uh, a whole new fan base for George Gervin. You know, and I'm mean, really excited about it. And being done by the people who brought you The Last Dance, even better. You know, it's going to be a high quality production. So I think it's about time the Iceman gets some respect and gets, you know, the, the big stage, so to speak. So I want to see where it premieres. You know, is it going to be on Netflix? Is it going to be on ESPN Plus? Premiere in San Antonio, maybe. Hey, in in. that'd be cool. Yeah, there you go. That would be really cool, especially if they still had the old Hemisphere Arena, you know? But unfortunately, oh, that would be nice, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, too. When he got traded from San Antonio to Chicago, he played one season with Michael Jordan. So the Bulls had Iceman and Jordan in the same uniform and the same team at the same time. So that was been a really cool. I, I, don't, I don't think Bulls fans appreciate that. Like they don't, I don't think they realize that you had two of the greatest scorers to the legends of the game on their uh, their court out in Chicago. But, yeah, you know, Gervin, he's still active in basketball. I believe he's with the Big Three League. He coaches one of their teams. Uh, you know, still active in San Antonio, a Hall of Famer. It's going to be interesting to really see what aspects of his life that San Antonio doesn't know right now because he's he's been in San Antonio all his life now. But it's good to see the Iceman getting some love. Hopefully we'll get a release date soon so we can mark that on the calendars as that documentary uh, quickly approaches. In other Spurs news, Joe, I had a chance to talk with uh, Austin head coach. Uh, I, I have a hard time pronouncing his name, so excuse me. It's Patar Boschik. Anyway, the Austin head coach spoke to me. He said, I love how he plays defense. And he's talking about Josh Primo's defense and physicality. Joe, we know that Primo can score, but did you know that he can get a little physical and play some defense as well? Well, then we saw a little bit more out of Primo, you know? So I'm excited to see what what the kid can do. If the Spurs continue to, you know, put out the product that they're putting out right now, I know a lot of Spurs fans are going to be wondering, when are they going to wind up seeing Primo get some minutes Mm -hmm. with the actual team? Not with the Austin Spurs, but with the San Antonio Spurs squad. I know he gets limited run here and there, but you see what the kid's doing and, you know, with the Austin Spurs, I kind of want to see Primo get some run with the team, man. I mean, to be honest, why do we always have to delegate our draft picks to the Austin Spurs all the time? Mm-hmm. You know, we could afford the luxury when we had Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and a slew of other, you know, really well-known supporting cast members. At this point in time, you're delegating some of your, let's say, up-and-coming talent to the mm-hmm. D-League. I, I don't know, man. To me, given the way that the team is, is moving and the direction that they're moving right now, let, let's see what the kid can do. You know, that that's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Well, uh, Primo, he had a, a G-League career high four blocks in one game uh, versus Mexico City. Uh, and it, it was good to see that because the second time they met Mexico City, his offensive game was off. He wasn't he wasn't knocking him down. He finished with eleven points uh, on the night, but defensively he chipped in that way. And 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 when the Austin coach told me about that, he said that nothing surprises him out of uh, Primo. I spoke to Primo's teammates. One guy told me he goes like, "Oh, you know, we know that Primo has hops that he can get up there and block shots." So 
Joe, dare I say the Spurs may have found themselves a great two-way player in the draft? Possibly, but we'll never know because they always delegate him <laughs> to the Austin Spurs. You know, they put him in the G League. It's like, you can't do that anymore, guys. You know, like, you spend so much time developing these players and you put them in the Austin Spurs in the G League and they have, like, a, a rookie contract. And then, mm -hmm. oh, let's go ahead and bring them over here and see what they got and they play like maybe one season or, or two with the mm -hmm. team and then we lose them, you know, because of contract expiring and all that. But I remember to see what the kids can do now, man. That's, that's mm -hmm. what I'm, I mean, they can split time between both, but I mean, why do we do that? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a big head scratcher nowadays. Everybody's Absolutely. excited about these, the draft picks, you know, not just Primo, but Wies camp and, some of the other, you know, mm -hmm. talent that we have out there. I want to see more of it, you know? Yeah, I actually do. Yeah, and, and the good thing is, is that the G League season finishes before the NBA regular season finishes. So eventually, if some reason the Spurs keep him just stashed there all G League season long, he'll eventually have to come back to San Antonio. And by that time, who knows if the Spurs are not even in the play-in game hunt anymore. I, I think we're going to find there. out. They're going to be in the playoff hunt probably by the end of December, Jeff. I mean, kind of the writing's on the wall, you know. Yeesh, Joe, has it come to that, Joe? I'm just trying to be realistic, dude. I, I think me and you were trying to be realistic before the season even started, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about uh, Doug McDermott? Uh, is the jury still out for you, or have you been underwhelmed about his performance this year? Uh, were you expecting more? Uh, you can let Joe know on, uh, on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Joe, what's going on with Two Shots? We are actually going to be recording a new episode this week, and we might even have one Jeff Garcia grace us with his mm -hmm. presence in the studio. So that's going to be very exciting. So keep an eye out for that. And Joe, you know, I want to thank you for letting me go see uh, the new Ghostbusters movie. Um, we're not going to go down that road right here in Lockdown Spurs because yeah, I think you and I <laughs> Left the theater thinking like, yeah, we kind of think the same way. Uh, so another reason why I should follow Joe Garcia on Twitter, uh, just to see what he has to say about the new Ghostbusters movie. Once we re reviews and no spoilers, uh, warnings there can go out and Joe can just have at it and attack all those people that are attacking him just because he has an opinion about the movie. Uh, make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. And we thank you for always making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Hey, look, the Spurs Suns game is over by now. So if you need to see what happened, good or bad, go check out Lockdown Suns and see what they have to say about last night's game. So for Joe Ghostbusting Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.